Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We're in the motherfucking fight club. Finna talk some boxing. Got some recaps of some fights over the weekend. The KSI, Fury shit going on. Tim Zhu defending his belt. And then our boys, uh, uh, fuck, we just literally talked about this. <laughs> uh, our boy Jan Beck, now unified champion in the streets. Definitely the best 160-pounder on the planet. But as always, go down, like, and subscribe. Let us know your thoughts in the comment. And we are going to talk some of the fights this weekend as well. Stay tuned for that on the picks. But I'm Paul pick and win and I'm joined with. Going on, boys? It's Marcus Primetime. Pentley. You already know what it is. What's up, Tyron a.k.a. Get It, boy? I'm going to throw it up to y'all. Where do y'all want to start? Y'all want to start with the KSI stuff first? Or y'all wanna yeah, you might as well. Let's get that out of the way. All right. Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis. Logan Paul technically wins by TKO slash disqualification because of bullshit at the end. Uh, Dylan Dennis attempts to go for the guillotine, fails, falls on his back, and then Logan Paul <laughs> hits him with one of them hammer fists with a fucking boxing glove on. Call it a brawl. A brawl broke out, but it was almost a security pushing people. And what do y'all think? Was it entertaining? The, the end of it was entertaining, you know what I'm saying? I think the end of it was the best part. Facts. There was a lot of uh, Dylan Dennis on his back the whole time, just. Yeah, just kind of like, you know what I'm saying? Just kind of like, he tried to walk for a little bit and just kind of letting, letting Paul get squirrel the plank on him. I was kind of hoping he'll get Logan on the ground. That would have been kind of crazy. But. Yeah. Gordon Ryan to that motherfucker just in case that shit popped off. And Gordon, but y'all boxing fans may not know Gordon Ryan is arguably the greatest BJJ practitioner. He's a legend. I know Logan was mad though. That boy wanted to beat his ass. He really, he kind of got the chance, but didn't really get the full chance. I don't know. It was weird. Y'all think they were back in the cage like they said they would? Do you think the MMA rematch is actually going to come to fruition, or is that just? Blowing smoke up our ass. I don't think Logan would take it. Yeah, I don't know if Logan would do it. I mean, he might maybe out of pride, but I mean, I don't know, bro. I can't see it. I can't see either of the Paul brothers. Yeah, the Paul brothers going in there. I thought he would maybe do it until he was on some podcast or something, and he said, oh, that his – I feel like this is all bullshit. He's just making up this part of the story. But he was saying how his fiance Nina – didn't actually want him to take the fight and she had no idea the fight was actually going to still happen. And he, he like played it off as if he wasn't going to fight him, but then he actually went ahead and did it. So then I, when I heard that little rumbling of that bullshit going on, I was like, he's going to use that shit as like an excuse on why he's not going to do the, re- the rematch in the cage. He's like, no, nah, I already did my thing. Uh, Nina doesn't like, you know, just using some bullshit to, uh, hey, you heard you heard him in the ring, bro. Called out Rey Mysterio. He wants that U.S. belt, bro. Fuck all the other shit. He wants that U.S. title. Damn, yeah. decorated U.S. title, boy. You feel me, Rey Mysterio? He made my And then, how did y'all feel about the main event? Which, well, everything I've seen and heard and all that rumblings is it was a hug fest. Uh, a lot of hug fest and a lot of KSI people saying that KSI was robbed, robbed. Was blatant robbery, man. That, that was that was one of the nastiest robberies I've ever seen. That was just pure robbery. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy, he looked awful. He did not look as good as he did against Jake because KSI KSI made him real uncomfortable on the inside. 
You know what I'm saying? KSI is really working working him in a clinch, getting the punches in. And Tommy even got a point deducted because he kept hitting KSI in the back of the head. To me, that's blatant. That, that was blatant robbery. I actually didn't get to watch this one. I had family over, so I mean, I was seeing like the crazy shit going on on Twitter, but I ain't, I ain't get to watch it. But I seen people going crazy, arguing back and forth. Ah, oh, Robbie! So what? Like, they gave it to Tommy. Decision win. Nam is decision win, I believe too. He got a point deducted in either the second or the third round. For the the rabbit punches the back of the head, and yeah. second round and. The, the scorecards are, you know, you start seeing the scratches and numbers on scorecards. Shit starts looking a little wonky when those scorecards come out. Like, it's not a good look for boxing, but y'all are fixing this. This is this is fucking YouTube boxing, and y'all are fixing fights for them, bro. That's just, that's crazy, bro. That does show you, though, that the Fury bag is bigger than the Paul bag when it comes to the, the UK judges. Man, so what do you guys think uh, either KSI goes from here or uh... – Tommy, you think um, they're going to rematch? You think Jake is going to get involved? I think Jake's going to re- rematch Tommy in February. Yeah, yeah, I think they, they like they agreed to take like have the fight one year after their first fight. So I'm pretty sure the Jake Paul rematch is going to be in February. And Misfits boxing. Yeah. We saw the tag team boxing early on. Nah, the- that was ridiculous. I on like Big Fury. A fucking triple threat match. Give me the triple threat match. Put all three of them fuckers in the boxing ring at the same time. And this <laughs> that that'll be fucking crazy. You tell me that's not swatch pay per view right there. They might try to jump KSI for real. Hey, that's the best part about the triple threat match. When you start seeing the little alliances being made, well, broken, and then they turn on you, and you got your back turned. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. This might be the, the they might need me to start writing the script. Shout out them. Oh, honestly though, I don't think I think KSI probably gets another boxer because I don't think Fury said he already beat both of them within a year. That's what he's, he set out to accomplish to do. He did it, but at the same time, I can't see Fury going back to fighting regular fighters because uh, Eddie Hearn said best like T- Tommy Fury is a terrible boxer. But he just went from making thirty thousand pounds a fight to like three million in a fight. So like, uh-huh. like thirty thousand pounds, roughly like seventy thousand dollars. So some seventy thousand to a couple million, all because he went from fighting bums to fighting YouTubers. Yeah, that's true. That boy might stick with that. He he should get the rematches with both of them. Right up that bag. Let's talk some real boxing. We were all on this. Tim Zoo. Oh, no, we all were on this. Never mind. I forgot that boy Marcus was Brian Mendoza out. Tim Zoo defending his belt, looking good while doing it. Uh, I had I had Tim, but I had it up like a back and forth. Did yeah. I? I can't remember. I could have swore you was on Mendoza, but you probably nah, didn't. I don't, there's no way I picked Mendoza to win, but I did say they were battle. But there's no way. But I mean, I, now you're going to make me go back, bro. There's no way I doubted that boy Tim like that. One of us wasn't on Tim Sue train. Was it you, Gator? Um, not quite. I mean, I pretty sure I picked Tim. I think okay. I I could have been I could have been mistaken. I think we all did pick pick. pick. I did say there was gonna be a battle. I thought I thought it was gonna be like a back and forth type type fight, but yeah, yeah. I thought it was gonna be like a tiny bit closer. Like I thought Brian Mendoza was gonna like, gonna hurt him a little bit. Yeah, I thought it would be a tougher fight for Timmy. 
Yeah, I mean, Brian Mendoza's story kind of comes to an end. Maybe he'll fight for something later on, but, like, it's tough to come back from three L's in boxing, especially when your L's are coming against, like, the top talent. Like, how much can you really ride that Fandora win and the Jason win? Like, I don't know how far, how far that's going to take him after this loss. And he, it wasn't really competitive either. Like, you might say there were some rounds for Mendoza, but at no point in this fight did you, was, did you think, like, Tim was getting wobbled, you know, getting hurt or – gassing out like it was just like an all-perfect performance for tim zoo yeah tim uh, had him i think it was like the seventh round tim had yeah tim had him had him a little like a little wobble with those but shout out him for surviving i mean i took i took a uh, tim zoo to go to win i'll bet like for him to win by by the scorecards and it was like plus 250 or plus 300 like most people thought this fight would come to a finish so i was kind of shocked at the odds so like that was a nice little cash But Tim, man, he got, I want to see him for on Charlo now. He did say he's super fight material after this fight. He said he's fighting the best there is. Like he, so he definitely is. If Charlo wants to to go and dispute it again, this would be the fight. I think should be. I even seen on on the interview of him with Sean Porter. He even like said that he would be open to a Terrence Crawford fight. I was like, oh shit. Shit, if Crawford wants to get him in the big fights, man, he's ready for it. Just not the pay per view numbers, though. That's the that's the one thing that's all yeah. the time is like he's not in the I mean, he's doing a nice little, re- nice little resume for himself, you know, Tony Harrison yeah, and Brian Mendoza. Yeah, but I mean, it's that to like real boxing fans, that's the you're gonna tune in, but like the, the public, like it's it's like David Benavidez, like. To boxing fans, he's like the guy, but like he's only gonna pull. He's not pulling pay per view numbers. Like he just got his first pay per view last year with Kayla Plant. Right. But I mean, if he does go with Charlo and he gets that win, superstardom. That boy is shooting straight to the top. Yeah, nah, that'd be crazy if he could beat Charlo or Crawford. Either one, if he gets a win over either one of them, which I I doubt the Crawford win, but like the Charlo win, I think is a lot more realistic. That changes his whole career. That's a great fight, man. Charlo versus Tim. I need to see that. What's Brian Castellano been doing? Like, since he built. Like, well, Has he even fought since? I don't know. Like, I, that's a great question. I haven't heard much about it. Like, he hasn't even. I haven't even seen any, like, reports of him, like, hungry for a title again. Like, I can't that wait. That was to- a tough ass loss, man. That last one. Brutal beating. He was, like, wiggling on the floor and shit. <laughs> he was wiggling on the floor. I think that's called a seizure, bro. Nah, not like on the floor, but like when he got dropped, that shit kind of looks funny. Oh yeah, oh yeah, he's like walking away from the ref. The ref was chill, like he like called like called it in his first, but he kept going, and then that's when he really got like pounded. And then oh, our, our last, our last fight, our boy Jana Beck, unified champion at one sixty now. Getting both the belts. I mean, Vincente had no Vincenzo, whatever. He had no fucking business being in there. Like, uh, I think who was the guy? Uh, Tim Bradley, I think, was the one on the commentating for this fight. He was saying like, not all champions are built the same. And, like, we're about to see it, and that's exactly what happened. Like, Janet Beck called it. Like, the uppercut is gonna catch him, and then uh, literally by like the third round, I think he landed that first left hand uppercut through the pipes, uh, and. 
then like by the middle round, uh, middle rounds, he wobbled him, looked like the, the fight probably could have come, like almost came to an end, not almost come to an end, but he wobbled him, was kind of landing some more shots, survives that, but then the next round, like, same uppercut again, right down the pipes, lands right through the guard too, because he did put his hands up at the last second, but this, that power knocked him back, put him on the ropes. He, he said the fight was called a little early. Some people can argue that, but that's only if you want to see like a one-sided fight. Like I feel like a ref's job at a certain point is to realize like this other fighter's got no shot of winning. Let me stop him from taking damage and let him continue his career. Like this guy was forty years old. Like he shouldn't be taking hits like this. Facts. That, that was a good call by the ref because when you know, you fucking know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, he was getting dominated too. There's no point to leave, you know, just kind of like leaving him in there. There's really no like chance of him coming back either. He's not a power puncher where you can argue. Like, if the ref, that's Deontay Wilder or something, or Tank, you're pissed because you know he has the power to change the whole fight if he just lands one. But, nah. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I can't let this shit just scattle past where Keyshawn Davis, he ain't him. Bro, like that boy, uh, he's on Davis, <laughs> not him. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Oh, I'll be honest. Hey, chill, man. He's on Davis. Fight. What happened though? But so he won the fight. Don't get me wrong. Like, he definitely, but he wasn't imposing his will. There was a certain points where, like, he was he hurt him, got him on the ropes. Homeboy throws us an overhand right, all his power. Lands clean on Keyshawn's fucking mouth, don't. And then also Keyshawn goes into hugging mode because that bitch was that was a shot. And all I, all I, I tweeted it out there. I was like, could you imagine if Frank Martin landed this shot on Keyshawn Davis? Like this, what would have happened to him? Like I'm like, I don't know. Keyshawn, he is that guy. He's very skilled. I don't know. His face off was goofy as fuck. I hated the face off. Him, the unmasking shit. <laughs> But I can't get behind this bozo, bro. I, I'm out. I'm pull, pull. I'm pulling all my share of Keyshawn Davis, <laughs> and I'm out, bro. And I, and I am on the other side. I'm waiting to see him lose at this point. Hey. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I mean, he has the talent. It's just Keyshawn Davis. Like, he he has to do it against tougher opponents. He's not looking as dominant. In his, in his last couple of fights, he hasn't looked as dominant as he should, especially fighting the competition he's fighting. You know what I'm saying? Like, imagine that was Frank Martin in there. He's bringing his A game. I don't know what Keyshawn doing. You know what I'm saying? And he, he was getting, he kept getting these Bud Crawford comparisons. Bud was knocking these guys out at Bud's stage in his career. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, Bud, Bud was still fighting these guys late in his career, but he was still looking good doing it. Hey, man, Bud wasn't fighting this bad of a guy. Yeah, he, he was. I, but, I mean, right, Keyshawn Davis is. I, he hangs out with Bud. He's supposed to be like the Bud copycat. He's supposed to be the, the next cut of Bud. He's supposed to be cut from the same cloth as Bud. Same tenor and everything. He, he reminds me of like he's cut from the Devin Haney cloth. Like, I don't – like, he doesn't – like, his everything feels like a gimmick with him. I don't know. Like, it doesn't feel like he's this real – like, he's – like, he'll call himself the boogeyman, but no one else is calling him that. Like, I don't know. Like, he's propping up his own image of stuff that, like, I just don't see from the outside. It feels like he should be better, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was one of the most hyped-up American Olympians in, like, the last, since, like, Andre Ward, I think. Yeah. Or Shakur. You could say Shakur, too. 
thought he was Puerto Rican. Yeah, she nah, fought for Oh, that's right. He did. He did fight for USA, but but he, but. He was on Gatorade commercials and shit. They do be I mean, man, I, th- I think, I think he, he had a bad fight. I ain't going to lie. I seen him get popped. And if he gets popped like that from a guy that's really wrecking shit, it could be I bad. Well, I mean, I, I think he'll be bouncing. I think he'll bounce back. I think he's going to use this as another learning curve or whatever. So, I mean, we'll see, man. If he If he's not going to be tightening it up after this, then we I'm gonna start judging, but I'm a, I'm gonna still I'm gonna chill for now, man. I I need to see I need to see better though. I need to see him be more aggressive. I need to see him more like maybe trying to get these guys out of it. I know that guy was a a scrappy vet or whatever, but you know, get these and, boys up out of there because if you you trying to get a belt by you twenty three twenty four, I can't remember his age right now, but if you trying to get a belt twenty five. Uh, he's born in 1999. Oh, so he's 25 in, um, in February. February, okay. So he, he's 24. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to get a belt soon, bro. You're going to have to really start playing names to, like, out there. Like, you still – I don't know. I feel like he's still kind of relying on
I'm actually kind of excited for this one, bro, because I, I want to see Jack, like, he was talking all that shit, you know, he, he was, like, saying I should be champ, everyone robbed me, all this shit, so I want to see, is he able to keep that same energy, you know, and it's not a one-time thing, like, is it, was it a flute, are you for real, are you really trying to get these belts, are you really trying to be a heavy hitter in the 140, because all these boys are coming up to 140, so it's going to be don't get crowded, man. So I want to see if Jack is really about it. And then for Linares, bro, we already know about, bro. He always comes with a fight. He's a solid vet. I don't know about Hall of Fame, though. I would have to look more into that. I don't know if he's Hall of Fame, but definitely a solid, solid vet. I think former champ for sure. Um, I don't know, man. I think that's going to be a scrappy fight. But I want to I see Jack pull out that dog and really show that can he be a contender in the 140 because you know my my dog teal fuck his ass up real quick but is this jack's uh this can't be jack's first fight since then i know i'm tripping There's, i be, and believe it is yeah. i think it real? Is. pulling it up right now. no 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 he had a fight on the uh or the laura wood two card he uh oh, okay yeah, you got name his decision over Daryl Foley. Fuck him. Fuck him. I think there's gonna be a good fight though, cause I think Lenars, he he wants to show people that he's not he's not a, a gatekeeper. He's not a fucking like he, he's still trying to compete, man. So I mean I think he's gonna bring it. I Linares, seen a video on him on Twitter training. Linares is a three weight champion. He was featherweight okay. champ, super featherweight WBA. And then he was WBA, WBC, and Ring Magazine lightweight titles. Oh, okay. Hey, that boy got a ring on him, too. I didn't know that for real. I just knew he was a champ and who he's fought. Yeah, I'm just pulling up his record real quick because I was like, I mean. He the, dropped, he, he's the one who dropped Loma for, right? Yeah. That straight. Yeah, I remember that. That was like my introduction to him. And he won Bohemia. Oh, and then he fought Tank, too, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. No, no, he didn't fight Tank. No, no, he didn't fight Tank. He wobbled Haney though. Oh yeah, he did wobble Haney, and he had his ass dancing back to the corner. Tanky leg to the corner. No, yeah, nah, but that's gonna be a good fight, man. Three straight losses. A Namus decision lost to Haney for the WBC belt, and then he lost to Zar Abdulov for the WBC silver lightweight belt. And then he just came off another loss against Zora Hamazan. Jit don't even got a fucking Wikipedia page over there in Russia back in December twenty two or December late 20, 2022 in December. But I mean, yeah, like he one thing I know from those last two fights, not the Haney one, but probably also the Haney one, is he he faded as the fight went on. Like he started off hot for a few rounds, kept up, but I mean he is he was he first won his first belt back in 20, 2007, like to put it into perspective how long he's been in this game. So like he is older. I think that's just something to I think I expect to happen. Like Linares might come. It might be an exciting fight for the first four or five rounds, but Cotterall's pace and just uh, st uh cardio and everything's just gonna wear him. And by like the late rounds, Cotterall's gonna either wrap it up with a TKO or just do enough second half of the fight to win the decision. I think he's going to get a stoppage here. I'm pretty sure um, all Linares' losses have been by stoppage except for Haney, of course. 
his last fight was a ten rounder, and it went the whole decision. But again, this was against some some Russian motherfucker that I've never heard of. Mm. I got time like that. Hey, bro, I apologize, bro. Maybe do something so I do know you, bro. I don't know. But, I mean, other than that, on this card, you got your boy, the great Campbell Hatton. He's back. He's uh fighting Jamie Sampson. Do you think – I mean, he's another – card the great. Yeah, I mean, the great. I mean, it, it, another 140 prospect. A lot of these really fun prospects seem to be in, like, the 130 to 140 range right now. And, like, he's another one of them. Do you think he's going like, to – he's probably going to win this fight. It's not going to get twisted. But after this fight, do you think Campbell Hatton is going to start – building the names on the resume. Uh, I mean, I still think it's pretty early in his career. I think he's still in that uh, showcasing era. Like, they still want him to get some rounds, get some experience. Uh, I think he turned pro, like, what, a few years ago? Like, I still think he's still pretty young. Yeah, I think 2021 he went pro, but he had, like, five fights in 2021, five fights in 2022. And then if this fight would be his fifth fight in 2023. So, I mean, at least he's active. So, bro is active. I mean, I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know where he, who, who he goes from here, but keep building on that resume, man. See how serious he really is. Well, you, I think I watched like his like, like first like couple of fights. I don't think you was too high on Campbell Hatton before we started, before we hit record. Let me hear those thoughts. I mean, shit, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I think he's kind of like a. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's. That, I don't think he's that good. I think he's, he's just like another product of the you know legendary you know legendary um legendary father. Yeah, man. Right, Man, so he he like a first round, kind of like a Tommy Fury. Oh, oh, I thought you gonna say like Connor Ben or like Chris Eubank Jr. Somewhere around there. But he's not. He's not good. He's not that good. He's not as good as Chris Eubank Jr. You don't think Eubank Jr. I don't think he's that good. Yeah, I don't either. either, But I don't think Hatton's like he's. I I don't know. Like I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Hatton. I don't think Hatton's all that. Yeah, we we finna see like a Holyfield son type of fight. Yeah, nah, he ain't gonna lose yet. He get knocked out face first by a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but it should be a fun little card. Uh, this is the zone. Oh, before we move on though, they the like I said, he Cotterall didn't talk about any potential next opponents, but you know Eddie Hearn made sure he could, and uh, Eddie Hearn said that he would want the winner of this fight. I think the fight. Uh, Ryan Garcia. Oh, let me see. I got pulled up real quick. Uh, Hearn sees. Oh, never mind. This is for a different fight. Uh, he sees Josh Taylor rematch as a viable option for Jack Cotterell or the winner of Haney and Progress. Now I want to see Haney or Progress versus my dog Tito Fimo. You want to see that one? Yeah. Shit, and it, I wouldn't even want to see the Josh Taylor rematch because, I mean, what the fuck is he going to win? There's no belts on the line. Like, the fuck are we yeah. even entertaining this rematch for? Maybe maybe a Jack versus T.O. I wouldn't be mad with a Jack versus T.O. 
Jack I, versus I do. I'm, I'm ready to. She was calling out T.O. and Regis last year. I would say, I know Mateus has a fight coming up in the next few weeks, I believe. And, like, it would just. Yeah, oh, yeah, Mateus got him, got him a fight under, under Benavidez on the card. Yeah, so, like, it kind of lines up. That's November 25th. This is October, what, 20th when this fight happens, a month difference. If they can get that contract to talk for early next year, I wouldn't mind seeing Jack fight for the title against Mateus. Nah, that'd be a good one, too. Then set up to you. Bro, I don't know. It's setting up for Gary Antoine Russell. I don't know where this T.O. shit's going to be. He's asleep. My dog T.O.'s going undisputed two times. Two times? When was he undisputed? I don't know. I never. I didn't think he was undisputed. Hey, tell, man. Yeah. We don't got to get into politics. Nah. Who, who, who was undisputed? Mr. Lomachenko. Who he beat? Mr. Lomachenko. Lomachenko is never undisputed either. Haney, did Haney win a belt in the ring? Negative. Did the WBC change the rules? Positive. It's WBC, bro. That's what they known for. Yeah, man. It's just like the Josh Taylor bullshit, bro. Like, uh, my boy Teal got scanned out of that shit, too. Yeah, that's true. That hey, but he's definitely Josh Taylor didn't give up all them belts. Tio would have had undisputed, but who who did want to give up? But I mean, I guess they wouldn't have fought if he didn't give up the belts. But still, yeah, because they, 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 they kept dropping mandatories on him. They kept dropping. Yeah, yeah, they gave him the mandatory. Yeah. So I mean, I feel it because they he probably wouldn't have fought. It's still, I still get. I shit still perplexes me because he dropped his belts for the Jack rematch to prove to everyone that he beat Jack. Yeah, and then that shit. Fruition. I was like, bro, what the fuck? I wasn't mad yeah, with the team fight, but it was like, what the fuck are we doing? Facts, man. But shit, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna die on the hill with T.O. undisputed. <laughs> All right. Well, then let's get into our last card here. Alexis Rocha versus Giovanni Santillan. Thirty-one and zero Santillan. Twenty-three and one Rocha. One forty-seven main eventer. Uh, I some people like to call certain fighters the boogeyman of the division. Rocha, to me, is the bogus man of the division. I don't think he's a fucking legit top welterweight that uh, Mr. Golden Boy Oscar De La Hoya keeps trying to sell us. Like, if he was, why has he? Why didn't he fight Virgil Ortiz? Like, they were both in the same fucking, you know, the same promoter. Like, why Why aren't you trying to push that fight? They're both really the top dog. I think Ortiz is, I mean, y'all know how, I mean, Marcus Lee knows how I feel about Ortiz. You weren't, you weren't on the podcast whenever I, I, I had to let him know. But like Rocha's right up that same camp. Like I, Golden Boy, he I just don't trust any of his fighters. Like, so I think this fight is actually I think he's like minus a thousand on the odds against Santillan. Ah, uh, there's a fight that honestly I might sprinkle something on Santillan. But Santillan got heart. He got pop to him. He and I think he's gonna make this into like a brawl type fight. And Rocha, Rocha kind of entertains those kind of fights and. I, where Rocha does kind of get better in the second half of fights sometimes because he got popped too. I just, I don't know. This is, I mean, for the odds, I would sprinkle something on Santillan. And maybe maybe it's also because I don't fuck with Rocha for some reason. I want Rocha for this one, but I, I think Rocha, he's kind of like a fringe contender. Like, not, like, I think he's just kind of just outside top 10. Like, right. Really he hasn't really fought any names, and the only and the person he, he lost to was Speedy Ellis, and Speedy Ellis like ran into Ruben Villa. Yeah, yeah, he Speedy Ellis. He's kind of and too. 
Yeah. I think they're just no, like I think they're just trying to like pad his record a little bit. How do you feel about Alexis Rocha, Mark? I mean, I don't know how I feel about him, but I think this fight is going to be a scrap. I think this could be an entertaining fight. I think, actually, I think this might be the best fight on Saturday out of all the fights. I think this one could live up to be the most entertaining, at least. Both of them boys are familiar with each other. They, they're similar in age, I think, and... um. I, I, they both came up. They knowing each other in the amateurs coming up. They're in the, from this. I think what California, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty sure they're both from out there. They both. They said they both been in the same gyms, worked with the same trainers. Um, they sparred each other before, so like I think it's gonna be very familiar. And I think they're gonna get the war, bro. I think this is gonna be a back and forth fight. Um, I don't even know if I really have a like. Like who the fuck I think is gonna win? I just kind of want to see a a good ass fight for real, cause I'm a, I'm be looking forward to this one. And it is in Inglewood, so they both are gonna have their respective, you know, their people's. I was about to say, bro, th- that crowd is gonna be low key lit, no cap. It's gonna be some Spanish fans out there. They both from that area. They both came up through amateurs in that area. Like I feel like that shit low key gonna be a fun ass fight to watch. And they doing that bitch at the Coliseum, bro. That's the thing I fucked with. They went to the old L.A. arena at the Coliseum or some shit. Yeah. Shout out Oscar for this one, man. Keeping keeping Golden Boy alive. I will say they probably went to Coliseum because it only holds like a third of what the fuck the actual, the new stadium holds. But Yeah, fuck all that. Jojo Diaz was supposed to be on this card. Marcus's favorite fighter. But... He had a pull. Him. He beat my boy Tevin Farmer. Fuck him. Fuck JoJo. But he had a pull out. He was supposed to fight Ricky Medina. There's supposed to be a fun little fight here. They were saying Ricky Medina is making some waves himself. Uh, but I don't know what they didn't even specify why he's not in this fight anymore. I did get this read all the comments calling him a pedophile, and I didn't know what that was about. And I was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> I think that's some old shit for. I think like from like a year or two ago. I think he got in some shit low key. Oh, he was sending, I think he was sending, like, you know, some, like, pictures, explicit pictures to this 17-year-old girl. Oh, Jay would be dying his hair polka dots yeah. and shit. What else would you expect? And that boy Scrappy's on the card. Y'all know anything? Scrappy Ramirez, Lil John. He's like, they find it. He's like a fucking, whatever 112 pounds is. What is that, flyweight? Oh shit! He's one of them little guys. Yeah, little American guy goes by his name's John Ramirez. <laughs> everyone calls him Scrappy, and everyone's big on him. Scrappy champion time. Stay. He's like the fourth fight on the main card, so like he's supposed to be before the JoJo Diaz fight. So peep him if y'all can. And also, I'm gonna tell y'all this fight's a pick 'em on the main card. I think it opens the main card. Ricardo Sandoval is taking on Victor Elfron Sandoval kind of crazy they both got the same last name but it's like minus 300 to plus 250 the picks are literally split on like most betting websites right now and it should be like a, a, a they're both mexican american one's mexican american one's mexican so you know they both got that mexican style so it's gonna be a and it's a uh i believe a 12 round fight i think it's for some one of those like smaller belts like a silver belt or so i don't know it might be a 10 rounder but Everyone is saying that this might be fight of the night. Yeah. Oscar pull off a five card. 
Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, nah, this should be a fun little fight. And uh, shout out Fandora's sisters on the car. She's the co-main event. Gabriella Fandora. That's dope. They gave her the co. I mean, it is for the IBF female flyweight title. She's taking on uh current champion Aureli Marcino, a Mexican fighter herself. Uh, she it should be a fun fight. I honestly like. I was talking shit on Golden Boy, but this is a nice little nice little car to watch on a Saturday evening. Yeah, I need it because boxing's not tough. Yes, right and the women's fight is a split pick them plus 125 for Mercenio, Fundora minus 150. Like literally right down the middle on the odds. That's crazy. What's y'all's favorite fight this card before we had? Not this card, but this weekend before we head out. Got, yeah, that's happening. You got like the Rocha uh, versus Santillan, which uh, Mark said might be his favorite fight already, but I don't know if he's uh, rethinking it. We got Jax for, uh, versus Linares. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to Rocha fight. You know, the one thing about Rocha, he, he always comes to fight. Fun fighter to watch. Fun self talk. What do you think, Mark? I'm going to stick with my pick. I think because of the the familiarity with, like, them boys knowing each other, uh, the area they're in, I think I think it's going to be a brawl. I think two young prospects taking a, a risky fight early in their careers, I think both of them going to come ready for it. So I think both of them not trying to lose. So, I mean, I think that's just going to be a scrap, and the crowd is probably going to be into it. All right, I just pulled up. Shout out Jack, though. I, I'm ready to see Jack, too, though. I just looked up the odds. Lexus Roach is minus 500. Centillon's plus 350. That's going to be my favorite fight of the weekend as well, just because it's going to be crazy when I hit this plus 350 bet on Centillon <laughs> as the underdog from Saturday night. That'll be lit, man. The crowd will go fucking crazy. But I appreciate y'all boys for sliding through. Thank everyone that's watching. As always, go down, like, and subscribe. Comment y'all's picks for all the fights we just broke down. Let us hear y'all's thoughts on the KSI versus Tommy Fury, the Logan Paul, Dylan Danis, Tim Zhu defending his belt, Janet Beck becoming unified, all that happened last week. Let's hear what y'all thought on all that down below. This has been another episode of Tony Blitz Podcast. This is the Fight Club. I'm Paul Pickle-Winham. That's Marcus Primetime Penley, and that's Jamari Gator Boy, Southpaws Run Boxing. And if y'all didn't know, well, now y'all know, motherfuckers.